Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. When we suspended the funding for Hockey Canada, it was never a matter of doing it forever. It was so that the proper change was implemented in the organization. So that is the voice of Minister of Sport, Pascal Saint-Ange. And uh, a, little, a lot of people were really kind of surprised at what she had to say because uh, Hockey Canada, this organization, which is still mired in ongoing allegations and all these investigations into sex assault, you know, why is it that the government is restoring funding? I mean, not only, I think, is it questionable. I mean, they announced this right before the women's gold medal game, which they ended up losing. But if an organization is still under a police investigation involving a woman who alleges she was sexually assaulted by eight, eight players, and we've got players on the 2018 World Junior Team suspended from international play, um, you know, and a board that's still very much getting up to speed. I mean, we just don't know what the findings are of, of any of the reports into what happened and what went wrong, et cetera, et cetera. So why would the feminist government restore funding with all these unanswered questions when it's an organization that still has 98 million bucks of funding? I mean, they can run the organization while this all plays out. That is what struck me. Let me uh, bring in Robert Talek. He's a lawyer whose client's sexual assault allegations against junior hockey players kick-started this reckoning around the national organization representing the sport. Good to have you. Hi, thanks. Good morning. What was your reaction uh, to the announcement? Um, uh, I, do they deserve the funding back? Well, I put this announcement in the bigger picture of the Trudeau government's, uh, you know, view of crime and accountability. And I said, hey, look, Hockey Canada is out on bail, just like we see in many of these other criminal matters. That, you know, yeah. at least they're consistent in the sense that a very short period of parole probation for the institution, uh, we're really moving back towards normal and leaving it to other facets of uh, society to supervise. So it, it's, it's not a surprise from this government. It's not a surprise of any government at this point. I mean, they say things, they get the headlines, they look like they're taking action, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, by the way, we're, we're going to give back the funding. To me, it makes absolutely no – they could hide behind, um, you know, the criminal investigation. There's so many things that they could hide behind, including the report that has yet to be released into all of this, and yet they just kind of seem to think that announcing this before the female, the women's hockey team, is going to play a, a gold medal game. I just – I don't know if it's tone deaf or they just think we're stupid. Yeah, you're very much right about a lack of substance and a lot of decisions coming out of Ottawa. I mean, this this is interesting because, I mean, the first thing that should strike the listeners is, you know, the funding for Hockey Canada that comes from the Heritage Department is is very minimal. It's about 7%. So, you know, this is our national game. And considering all the money the feds spend, spend on everything else and borrow and overspend, we as a country only put 7.7 million last year into our national sports. So, you know, part of this for me too was, wow, I didn't realize how little we actually spend on hockey. And maybe the answer here was, you know, some return of funding. So you continue to have some say and sway over the organization, but how about some encouragement of more funding if they can move the puck down the ice? 
if they can show some improvement, and I mean real metrics, you know, this is very wishy-washy. Anyone that looks at the Cromwell report, most of those recommendations mm-hmm. are about governance, not about grassroots. And, right. and I, I think a lot of the issue here, too, is at the grassroots. Yeah, I, I, I would I would say that's probably, um, it, it's a, a culture. Um, you know, Anthony Housefather, who has been fairly vocal about this, he was part of the, um, you know, the committee hearings looking into this. He was on Greg Brady's show this morning, and he kind of tried to explain, you know, how the decision came to be and when it was uh, announced. Take a listen to what he uh, says. You know, I've got to say I was not involved in the timing of the announcement, mm-hmm. and I don't know the reasons why the announcement was made on the day of the finals. I, I mean, I think we can all understand why Hockey Canada would be eager to get this out because sponsors are sitting there wanting to come back in but waiting to get the, you know, nod of approval from the government before they do so. But certainly, this should have been a day where the players should have been the focus, and in the event that any of this caused diversion away from the players, I, I'm sure nobody intended that. I don't even, this is not really about the players even on the, the women's um, team of when they announce this whole thing, but it's women like the person, you know, the woman who, who came to you to, to uh, you know, get help on this case. Those, those are the people we should be talking about. And so if the government is more concerned about sponsors getting an opportunity to work with uh, Hockey Canada, then that tells me they're thinking more about the sponsors in the game than they are, let's say, you know, the woman who you represent. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the the focus is misplaced here. I mean, just to talk about timing. I mean, the timing might not have been accidental. It might have been intentional, hoping that yeah. the you know the the outcome of the women's game and the coverage on that would drown this story. But I you know I don't see, and I took some time to scour, you know, to look at what Hockey Canada has really changed or done since this all broke. Um, and and there's not a lot. Like I, I think again, listeners should be informed that. You know, the safe sport program that you're required to take uh, as, as part of Hockey Canada's new and improved, you know, efforts is 90 minutes. I mean, an hour and a half for the safety of your kids. You know, there, there really is not huge substantive changes here. There's been some monkey business uh, moving around, you know, chairs at the, uh, at, the, at the government's level. But I don't see a lot of really renewed hard effort at the grassroots, to, as you say, to, to move the culture. And I go back to say, you know, there's carrot and stick when you're governing or when you're leading. We've seen, we've seen the stick. We're going to take away the funding for a bit. Well, then we're going to miraculously give it back. But how about some carrot to say you're the national sport. Uh, we're going to give you enhanced funding if you can meet these metrics, if you can show us a real myocalpa, some drop in, in these complaints, in some real changes at, of the culture. We're not seeing that. It's almost like this government, which is incapable of anything of complexity, as, as you've mentioned, has simply said, we're moving on. Uh, we haven't even waited a year. Hockey Canada, you're out on bail. And uh, on we go to the next uh, PR grabbing headline. Yeah, I mean, there's just no way in this amount of time that they could implement convincingly anyway the changes that they have been, um, you know, promising to make. I mean, they don't even have a CEO yet. So um, without even having kind of a captain of the ship, you don't really know wh- what the direction of this. And so they can put all the conditions in that they want in the funding, like you've got to not be abusive and you can, um, you know, you have to play fairly and all these things, you know, you've got to report bad behavior to the federal government. I mean, that, that to me is just, it's actually insulting to the intelligence because that is not true uh, tangible change. That's just a government looking like, hey, 
here, here's what you do and have to do to get the money. But that does not speak to systemic change. And it also doesn't, um, Robert, speak to the fact that parents have been paying these fees across this province or country for God knows how long and, how, and, and thinking that they were going into player development, not sexual abuse claims. Uh, I don't see anywhere, and maybe I'm missing it and you can correct me, but wh where is the change in that, um, you know, to, to convince parents that they're actually going to be paying into to development and not other um, things, or if this has been actually rectified? Well, look, this is one area where you and I will differ, is that I mm. never thought that the contingency fund for risk for sexual abuse complaints was a bad move. I mean, at least they put some money aside and were realistic enough to know that some of this stuff is going to happen because of the culture they're in. Um, if they had not done that, compensation for real victims yeah. that, that need money for counseling and, and, and the impact on their life would not be available. We'd see leagues being shut down and players. I mean, this money in the dues and in the fees, if anyone took a look, was actually listed as insurance and risk management. So I differ on that. I think what you're getting at, though, is is the culture of secrecy, which is in oh, all. Yeah, it's more for me. It's a transparency. You can have those funds, but you got to be upfront. Right. They got to let yeah. parents know that this is a risk of the game. Yeah. What are the next steps now? Then I mean, does this just kind of all go away? It's just like here we go, never again. Then it's like okay, it will happen again because you didn't really fix it. So where does this then go? Well, I think it's up to people like you and me to keep it alive. I mean, the media needs to circle back and make sure this doesn't fade. Uh, mm -hmm. Lawyers are going to continue to to come forward with these claims representing these people that have been, uh, you know, abused or maltreated through hockey or in contact with hockey. So I think those are going to be the two facets of society that are going to keep this going and keep this accountable because apparently government has really no interest in it. No, they don't. But nonetheless, stay tuned. Robert, I know you're a busy guy. Very much appreciate. And I, I, you don't have to answer this or not, but how is, how is your client doing, given this has all been become like just everyone talks about it? Is she, is she okay? Has she been able to kind of get through this? Well, it's a long road and it, and it will be there a long time. But, you know, I truly believe in, you know, what doesn't kill you will eventually make you stronger. And, and I hope, that, you know, that this holds true and she she climbs out of this and, and, and gets back on with life because, uh, you know, what she went through was, was very, very, um, very difficult, upsetting and wrong. And very, very, very public. No question about it. Uh, appreciate your time, Robert. Thank you. Take care.